Daniel Nemod wrote that song. I was recently at a Unity kind of conference where he was. He did the he did the, all the music and he did a workshop. Now this talk has nothing to do with uh, that, but I loved that song so much, and it it certainly made a lot of sense. And uh, you know, our election right now represents a race. What is it? It's called it because it's called a race. And my thought is, after once we get the results, then what? We got to start another race, don't we? Because if we're not, if we're not running a race, who are we? Who am I? You know, if we're on the highway and we let somebody win driving down the highway, even though we're not going to the same destination, then who are we? If I'm not trying to get somewhere, who am I? And I, I call today's talk a blessing is a blessing is a blessing. Because blessing is the power of multiplication. And, and to look at what is it I'm blessing and how is it I'm blessing it? What I think about the most is what I bless. What I talk about the most is what I bless. It, it's, it's not just one of those things, oh, bless you. That, that's not really a blessing. That's just, those, those are words. And as we have heard, bless her heart is really not a blessing. And uh, bless his heart. It rarely is that meant as a blessing. That's really a disguise for I don't like you, or I don't agree with you, or I and and so we need to. What are we blessing? What are we bestowing our God selves on? And religion is not a blessing. Religion is religion. That's a whole. That's a study, and and it's often not uh, studied well enough to practice with authority. And so today, let's study blessing. Let's, let's look at that. What, what, is, what exactly is blessing? It's, uh, it is my, a proper blessing is for the good of all, not just for the good of some. So let, let's pay attention to it that way. Because we can misuse our blessings because we want this team to win. I have blessed this team. Well, are you saying the, the other team, they are less worthy of winning? They are less worthy? You know, because you're, you know if you're blessing your, your child's uh, sports team, they are the ones worthy of winning and the other team isn't? All the kids, aren't they all playing together? Aren't they... Uh, all worthy of winning, but what if nobody loses and nobody wins, but everybody plays well together? We, 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 oh, well, I can't break, I can't give it all away. We watched the uh, show called The Queen's Gambit this week. And, and it's all about chess. It's not all about chess, but that, that is the device used in the movie. And it's a seven part series on Netflix. And I can't recommend it highly enough. David and I watched it all in two days. And I told a friend about it, and she watched it all in one day. And, she, 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 and then she swore at us. <laughs> but, it's, but what we saw in it as, is that, for the most part, when two really great people are playing, you would say, against each other, when one wins... The other is happy for them and happy for themselves. They just 
got to play someone as good as themselves and possibly better. And, and, and uh, I, I, I cried a couple of times when I saw that, that you'd think they would turn into a vicious enemy. Instead, they said, thank you. That, what a great experience that was. And so I saw this a lot because there's a lot of chess games going on. And some people, they are sore losers. They are just sore losers. And we've all seen that on the highway. And because somebody perceives themselves as a loser. Some people, as you know, cannot bear to be wrong about something. It is too shameful. It is too, I don't know what happened to them in their childhood, but they were taught it's not okay to be wrong. Some cultures, they must say face. They, 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 otherwise, they are perceived as having lost something. And if one plays the game of life, to quote, quote Florence Scovel Shin, and if you don't know who she is, you, you should learn. Uh, she's an early unity minister from like the 1920s. And, and, but anyway, Florence Scovel Shin wrote a book called The Game of Life and How to Play It. Because you see, we want, we want to start playing our games willing that everyone wins, willing that everyone plays well. And how could I help you to play well? You know, a, a true pageant champion, let's say, you know, the, the people who compete in pageants, the true champion is the one that is not only there to do their best, but they're willing to help all their other pageantites, pageanteers, have to help all the other people that they're competing against to help them to do their best. Oh, you need a needle and thread? I have one. Oh, you need a belt? I have, a, I have an extra. You need blue eyeshadow? I have some. You know, whatever it is, that, that they are willing to show up and do their absolute best and they will help everyone else. And, and some people don't understand that. They think a competition is something that to, to be won, and I guess it is, but it's not to be won at the expense of everyone else. It is to be won because you have shown up as the champion of the group. And, and, I, and I think that's fantastic. When we... In the field ministry team of unity, our I, I, I am blessed. I get to sit, sit on the leadership team of it. In fact, I've been the chair of it for a few years now. And, but when I became a mentor, my real mission was to create a, a support team for all the applicants coming in because they were doing the same job that I was, just as when I came in, I was already here as minister. I was already here doing the job. I just had to go there and deepen my understanding and get credentials. And the people who, the mentors and what have you, many of them were not very supportive. They thought it was their job to challenge us, and, uh, and uh, but without understanding what we're going through, because many of them had not gone through this process. They had moved to Kansas City for a few years. They went to school for five days a week, and then they went out and got jobs, but they didn't understand what it was to go through education and do already be doing the job. And, and so when I came in, I, I it was important that I be a support team, and we looked for the right word for our team, the mentoring team to welcome everyone in. And our first thought was we want to champion. In fact, that might be where originally it was we want to be your advocate. We want to support you from application to graduation. You are not competition for us. You 
are another unity minister. And all unity ministers should get to be great. Not that we don't need to be intimidated. Good heavens, the ministering is intimidating. Uh, but schooling and being out with the other ministers, that ought to, to me, ought to be the greatest memory we will have about our early training and studying and being part of ministry is our co-ministers. It's why I, I, I love it. I remember when I was in, still in school and we were at the convention and one of my classmates, he, he was rather antisocial, but he, we were at breakfast one morning for three or four hours. We sat at breakfast, our class, having a great time. And he said, I don't understand why they make us go to come to these things. And I said, do you not see us here? We've been sitting here for four hours talking about ministry, talking about our studies, talking about connecting. He went, oh, if that hadn't occurred to him. And at the end of that first week of school, I remember him saying, maybe no, it was the end of the first year at our intensive. And he said, Sean, nobody's ever asked me to lunch before. Nobody's made sure that I was part of breakfast, lunch, and dinner with the group. And I said, and that's why you're here. Ministry is not to be an isolating position. And life is not to be an isolating position. And our, our politics is not meant to be isolating and diversive. And our work life is not meant to be isolating and diversive. And our, our living in our family life is not meant to be divisive and limiting and diversive and isolating. I, I know I've threw in a couple extra words there. And, but it's to come together. As Kenneth and I sang, come together right here, right now. So that it would be wonderful anymore that whoever gets to be in leadership of something were wonderful. We're absolutely wonderful. And, and in our world, the problem is it's not wonderful anymore. Many world leaders have forgotten about people and they've dated about themselves. So I watched a character on Saturday Night Live and a major actor recently play a character. And I was disappointed because they made it about themselves as the actor and not about the character they were playing, and it became mean-spirited and unkind. You know, it's one thing to make a jab and go to a, a certain funny place. It's another thing to just be mean. And that's when, you know, the actor has made it about themselves. And some of our comedy, you know, when we're, we're talking about other people, I remember working with comic many years ago when I was doing Lights and Sound, and she, she came out and said, don't you just hate the women of The View? And I said, no. I don't, I don't watch it much, but I don't hate them. Why would you make an assumption that everybody hates The View? I said, do you even know the women on The View? And she said, well, no. I said, have you met them? And she said, no. I said, that you have no business talking about them. You know, you're talking about as if you're judging them as, as people rather than their characters. I, and, I, and she made fun of a big celebrity. And I said, you need to love, we need to know you love that celebrity. And that's why you feel safe to make fun of them. And, and, so, and, and with each other, we need to know we love each other before we can make fun of each other. Otherwise, well, you've just created an unsafe environment. And I, I've had to be careful of that over the years, uh, especially because I have a microphone. And I have said things that are not the kindest. 
And uh, and I thought they were funny, but really they, they hurt people's feelings. And I realized, oh, people take me very seriously. So I have to be very careful about all that. And because uh, I want to come from a place of love. I want to come from the place of peace and joy. I want to come from the place of what God is, not what I've told myself God is. I, be I believe, and maybe I've told myself that God comes from peace, love, and joy. And you say that, and then how is it some awful things can happen on this planet? Well, that's a good question. But I, I, well, I was taught, and I liked it. It made sense to me that God is power itself. Didn't even say God is powerful. My teachers taught me God is power itself. God is presence itself. God didn't say God is presence, even though we sing God is here. I, I'd like to believe we know what I mean, what we mean when we sing that. Uh, it's God is intelligence itself. That doesn't mean God is smart. It means within that intelligence, I have options of how to use that. Within that presence, I have options of how to use it. Within that uh, power, presence, intelligence, what's the one, other one? Omniscience. Omniscience. You know, I, I'll, I'll, uh, which is intelligence. Oh. <laughs> There's Omnip om omnipresence, omnipotence, power. power. Within that power, it's I, I can be, I am very powerful. And I have, I have the ability to use or to misuse. And so within my blessing power, see, I got back to blessing. Within my blessing power, to bestow my blessings upon another is that I would be willing, and here's, the number one blessing, that they know God. Before I know that they get a new house, a new car, money, anything, before they get anything of this earth, I must be willing that we all get God, that we all get power, we all get presence, we all get uh, intelligence, we all get the love. And it's not that we're getting it from something, it means that we get it in our consciousness. So to bless the, the driver next to me rather than resent the driver next to me. So to bless with the willingness that we both know God together no matter how fast or slow we drive. Rather than to bless them with a curse. Because you see, we can do that. We, I hope they have an accident. I hope, they, I hope they get caught. I hope they get pulled over. And that is a nasty blessing. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's unnecessary. It's just unnecessary. It was just yesterday I saw a posting on online about uh, who here is willing to admit they don't, they've never watched The View. And, and I wrote, why would you post this? How does it help any of us? Because it's only going to stir up our negative emotions. It's only going to stir up our willingness to attack or to somehow think we are less than or better than. Post things that bring us together in love. Post things that bring us together in joy. Post things that to bring us together. I mean, if you are, I know David Daly posts things that he is for, and he posts political candidate that he is for, but you'll notice in any of those posts, he's not posting against anyone else. He's not posting what, what he's opposed to. Doesn't need to. There's no reason for that. What he's opposed to, if it's not true, it will fall away. Will absolutely fall away. And, and so to let us know that what we are for must be for the good of all beings, at least as far as we can perceive. The best way to do that is to say, Spirit, tell me what to think about this. Tell me what to think about 
this candidate, that candidate, these beliefs, that beliefs. I want to read a couple of things here. A couple of things here. So, uh, now, as far as blessing goes, as a noun, the acts or words of a person who blesses, a special favor, mercy, or benefit, the blessings of liberty, a favor or gift bestowed by God. So it, to bless someone, oh, I bless you with wellness. Do you understand that a person cannot be well who does not have the consciousness of wellness? A person cannot prosper who cannot, who does not have a consciousness of prosperity. Now, it doesn't mean that they have to go to unity. It doesn't mean any of that. But would you be willing that all beings have a prosperity consciousness? Normally, when I pray for the prosperity of another, I say, thank you, God, that such and such is prospering now, and thank you that I am prospering now. And what I know what I mean when I say that. What I mean is that I am aware of prosperity itself. I am aware of an enlightened mind. See, my prosperity is not my cash. My prosperity is my awareness of abundance everywhere present. And so I have to look at it when I, during those prayers. Am I aware of abundance everywhere present? Am I willing to look and see abundance everywhere present? Or am I just looking at a smallness and say, ooh, now, well, I, I'm willing that this being prosper, but not this one. Well, this one needs the money. This one doesn't. This one needs the this. This one doesn't. Who are you to judge? I'm not the one to judge. I know that. And believe me, if I'm not the one to judge, you're not the one to judge. <laughs> and, and so to look at that, oh, all beings. Am I willing that all beings... We sing a song, uh, Richard Burdick, may all beings know love, may all beings know peace, may all beings know love, may all beings know peace, no more pain, no more pain, and, 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 and it doesn't, that's not K-N-O-W, it means no more pain, no more, but may all beings, would I be willing that all beings know love? All of them. Well, I'd have to interrupt my conversations about uh, declaring the absence of it for some beings, wouldn't I? I would have to interrupt those conversations, those voices. I would have to interrupt and say, oh. And my prayer then would be, so, Spirit, tell me how to become willing. Tell me how to think about this one that I've been holding out on, this one that represents several, quite frankly. And how, how would I become willing? And on those days when I'm experiencing guilt for myself, for some reason, some infraction of spirit that I have uh, committed, how would I be willing that I know love today so that I wouldn't need to do this again? How could I do that? Spirit, because I won't figure it out on my own. I, I guarantee you that. And guilt is not a redeemer. So how will I do it? How will I begin to bless myself with peace and joy again instead of blessing myself with guilt and condemnation? How will I bless you with peace again rather than guilt and condemnation even if you betray me? Even if you forget who you are, how? How will I put that aside and remember who you are? First, I'll have to remember who I am. 
And then I'll be reminded of exactly who you are. I've gotten, I've gotten so much better at it. Uh, I remember, oh, I, I get, I've gotten much quicker about it. That it is more important to me to remember you as a God being than as one who has offended my sensibilities. I block people on Facebook now, not because I hate them, but because I want to love them and I will forget if I see some of their posts. And that's just kind of the way it is. So I looked up some blessing quotes here. Camille Pissarro said, Blessed are they who see beautiful things in humble places where other people see nothing. C.S. Lewis, when we lose one blessing, another is most often unexpectedly given in its place. Charles Dickens said, Reflect upon your present blessings, of which every, every man, every woman has many, not on your past misfortunes, of which all have some. And I like that. It's like, oh, yeah, we all have some past misfortune. If we're focusing on those, we are so not focused on our blessing, on our blessings, our and our blessings will multiply as we focus on those. William Arthur Ward says, "Blessed is he or she who has learned to admire but not envy, to follow but not imitate, to praise but not flatter, and to lead but not manipulate." Elizabeth Gilbert said, "You have to participate relentlessly in the manifestation of your." Blessings. Y'all hear that? You have to participate relentlessly in the manifestation of your own blessings. And I know lots of people say, I do that, and I don't see them. I said that you're doing it wrong. It's just that simple. It, it has to be, if I am participating in the manifestation of my blessings, then I have to be manifesting blessings. If I'm not, there's something I'm holding out on. Roy T. Bennett says, more smiling, less worrying, more compassion, less judgment, more blessed, less stressed, more love, less hate. Finally, Anonymous says, don't just count your blessings. Be the blessings, or be the blessing other people count on. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, don't just count your blessings. Be the blessing other people count on. We don't have to wear ourselves out to be the blessing. Often, all we have to do is in a uh, confusing situation, go with it and say, Spirit, tell me how to be a blessing here. Tell me what to think about this so that I may be a blessing here. I know blessings don't take away from me. They multiply and they multiply. So as I honestly and authentically bless this person, this place, this thing, this situation, as I honestly and authentically bless this, I am both blessed and a blessing. I am both blessed and a blessing. And remember, a blessing is a blessing is a blessing. Thank you.